I want to give a big thank you to Made Famous TV for interviewing me and being interested in what I'm up to in my life. Thank you very much, Made Famous TV. Made Famous TV. What's up, what's up, it's your girl Shamika, and you're now tuned into Made Famous TV, and right now I'm sitting down with Dr. Troy Beyer, or Dr. Troy, how's it going? I'm good, how are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. First of all, I want to thank you for taking time out of what I'm sure is a busy schedule to talk to me today, so I really appreciate it. My pleasure. You know, when the invitation is nice, as your invitations have been, I can't say no. Oh, thank you, I appreciate it, yeah, we try to Try to come off kind of nice, you know? <laughs> yeah, it works. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So when I saw that we were doing this interview, right, I was like, oh, baby doll from the five heart piece. Ah, that's I'm, funny. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure you get that a lot, right? I do, yes. Then I, then I was looking more into your story, and <laughs> I became even more intrigued. So, of course, you go by Dr. Troy. So that says a lot in itself, right? Yeah. Um, so you have... A thing called Mindology Fitness. Right. So Mindology Fitness is my business. Yes. Okay. Uh, so tell me more about that. So Mindology Fitness is a mental health program that's designed to support you in coming into complete coherence, whole person coherence, body, mind, and spirit. And the way that I've designed it is that we use really fun music and we dance and we do all these things that you would not normally think would have an impact on your psychology, but it actually does. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what, um, because you have a doctorate in clinical psychology. Yes, that's correct. What made you get into that? Um, let's see. So I never made a conscious choice to become an actress or to be in the entertainment industry. It's something that happened by default. My mom was a single mom with two kids. Alvin Ailey was our next door neighbor. He was an inspiring dancer. So he had his finger on the pulse of what was happening, you know, on the New York scene in terms of theatrics. And he had auditioned for a show called Sesame Street. So he thought, maybe they might be interested in my mom's kids. So she, he asked my mom, he's like, why don't you take your cute kids down there to audition? So she did and we booked it. And so I've been, I started uh, on Sesame Street at four, but I've spent my entire life, well, kind of, um, in the entertainment industry because I didn't know that I could do anything else. Just by default, I was an actress. So when I turned 42, I decided that I wanted to be something else when I grew up. I wanted to be someone who made a difference for humanity on a profound and measurable level. So I decided I'm going to go back and I'm going to get my bachelor's in psychology. (laughs) I get my bachelor's in psychology and I'm like, I'll get my master's. I get my master's. I'm like, I'm not going to stop here. So that's what happened. Oh, wow. So how, how was that? Right. Going back to school at 42, um, a career change. Right? Yeah, it was um, it was exciting because all I'd ever done is act and write and direct. And so it was so great to be a part of that whole academia world and carry my books and, you know, do assignments and interact with my cohorts. And just, it was great. It was amazing. And I went to really great schools. Okay. I got my master's from Pacifica Graduate Institute, which is fabulous in terms of community 
and your education being a collaborative, eclectic experience. So it was great. I'm actually thinking about going back and getting my second doctorate. So we'll see. <laughs> oh, really? You must really like the school experience. I do. It's just I'm taking so many classes. I'm so close to getting my PhD. I got my PsyD and I'm very, I'm just like a year away from just go ahead and, and getting my PhD. So I do love the experience. And if I can earn a few, you know, acronyms along the way, why not? Right. Might as well. <laughs> right. Exactly. So um, are you thinking about teaching or? I, I will eventually teach for sure. Okay. Um, I think when I'm in my seventies. Okay a guest professor at different um, uh, universities. But what I'm doing right now is using my knowledge and information to teach people mm -hmm. how to organically regulate their unwanted emotions. That's what my life is about. Is so, Listen, it's inevitable. Sometimes we'll have to swallow a pill to heal. But if mm -hmm. I could teach you how to regulate an unwanted emotion, such as anxiety, organically mm -hmm. in a matter of three seconds, are you interested in that? Yeah. <laughs> yes, right? I am. exactly. Yeah. So that's that's the game I'm playing. I'm teaching people how to really organically regulate their emotions, and um, I do that with Mindology Fitness, okay. and I'll continue to do that until I feel that I've reached everyone everywhere. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it because just being in the industry and, you know, I, I haven't seen the side of the industry that you've seen, but in my mind, once you're in, it's like, hey, this is going to be it. So for you to realize that you have another calling. Um, yeah, it was never it for me. Was there something in the industry that and you don't have to get in, into any specifics if you don't want to, but was there something going on in the industry that you know, helped you get to where you are now as far as realizing that this was your calling and your purpose? So yeah, it's called failure and rejection, <laughs> chronic rejection, you know, like that'll wake a sister up. Really? You know, I just was grinding 24 seven, waiting for some casting director to validate my existence, to get me to the producers, to get to the producers, to get to the network, to get to the network, to maybe have a fan base. It's like, who wants to hustle like that 24 seven? Yeah, it's a oh. lot. I, I can only imagine. I right. wasn't feeling it, you know, exactly. And I love my sovereignty. You know, I do my life the way I want to do it. And as an actress, I couldn't do that. I was always at someone else's beck and call. And uh, even as a director, like my films were very successful, mm -hmm. um, especially after the fact, like, you know, in DVD and VHS, when we have VHS rentals and uh, digital. Right. But then I, I couldn't even get an agent. I could not even get an agent to represent my scripts or, or it was horrible. So here's the thing though, honestly, I'm so happy it happened because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm really, I have, a, I have a really profound relationship with failure and okay. it's great because that's how I know I'm in the game and I'm swinging, I'm swinging my butt off. And, you know, my, my failures were stepping stones, not stumbling stones. So I love that. I think everybody who ever told me no in Hollywood or shut the door in my face, thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you. Because what I'm doing now is so much more rewarding mm -hmm. for me as a human being and as a spiritual being. So I'm just really grateful that I did not reach the level of stardom that I thought I wanted. Wow, but that is, I mean, just to hear that, right? And of course, we only see 
what, what I call the highlight reel, right? So we right. sit on camera and we're like, okay, well, she's successful. You know, we don't see what's going on behind the scenes. So just mm -hmm. to hear you say that you experienced that kind of failure, I would never have known because you've had yeah. some, some pretty notable and memorable roles, right? <laughs> So yeah, you know, thank you. It's funny, Sheila E posted something today, a meme that said, Don't don't hate on somebody's wins. You don't know what they lost before they got to that win. I lost a lot. I lost a lot and I lost often. Really? <laughs> yeah. So for every one gig I got, I lost at least 10. And living paycheck to paycheck, it was horrific. It was not a great experience for me. Wow. So are you still in acting or do you still plan? Are you still pursuing it? Or is it just like, uh, if it comes, if it happens? I don't think so. I do want to do, um, I want to do Lena Horne's life story. I do okay. want to do that. I want to star in that. Um, that would be the only thing that would probably bring me back out. Um, I'm, I'm interested in doing like shows that are reality show based that have to do with mental health. Yeah. Okay. And I love directing, so I might direct at some point, but to have it, 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 here's the thing, check it out, okay? Okay. It's gonna be my hobby. You know what I'm saying? If Absolutely. I go back in that direction, it's because that's my hobby. What, what do you do? What, what are your hobbies? I act sometimes, I write sometimes, <laughs> I direct. What do you do for a living? I teach people how to regulate their emotions organically. That's I like kind that. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. And they say once, once it becomes a hobby, you know, it won't be so stressful. And that'll probably be the, the moment that you really blossom into what you want to be or what you thought yeah. you would be. Needing it and wanting it are two different things for me. And I don't need okay. to, I don't want to need that paycheck. Gotcha. Ooh, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you broke lonely road. Is it really? I mean, you hear it, right? So, you know, there's some truth because if they say everybody's not telling the same lie, but right. I don't right. know, I exactly. guess it's just, I don't know, but, but you've said you've had some failures, but you've had some successes, right? Yes. And I'm grateful for both of them equally. Yes. Baby doll. <laughs> I'm sorry. Baby doll, right? How about time. that? Isn't that cute? Oh yeah. So do people still see you and say, Hey, baby doll? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> they do. It, do you ever get tired of it? Never. Are you kidding? I'm so grateful for the opportunity it was to be in that movie. Oh my gosh. I mean, that is probably one of the best experiences of my life. I'll always be grateful to Robert Townsend for hiring me for that part. Really? I yeah. I don't have any like resentment for what I've done. I am just so happy that I made a different choice for the second part of my life. Right. Because I have a lot of friends that are actresses that were like, you know, they were just bawling in their day like I was. And now what are they doing? They can't they can't even get a regular job because they don't have a read a resume. Yeah. Like, you know, what are they going to do? Work at Bloomingdale's? Yeah. That, you know, I, the I grind is real. That. I never thought about that. I never thought about that. So so how did you how did you get that role as Baby Doll in the Five Heartbeats? How did that come about? <laughs> I was driving down Sunset Boulevard and Robert Townsend was in front of me in a convertible. He saw me in the rearview mirror. I think I was in a convertible as well. And I was like, hey. And he was like, and he looked, he was like, Troy. And I was like, yeah, hi. And I guess in that moment, when I said the way I said hi or something, he's like, that's baby doll. Really? So he contacted me. He, he said, I want you to come in. I want you to read with Eddie Kane Jr. 
<laughs> <laughs> I want to see if you guys have chemistry because I want you to be baby doll. Now, what he didn't tell me is that the role had originally gone to Whitney Houston and she pulled out at the last oh. minute. Uh-huh. And so the next option for baby doll was me. I'm like, I will take second to Whitney Houston any day, <laughs> any time. Thank you so much. What a compliment, right? That right there was just such a compliment. So, um, wow. yeah, I, I went and I read with Eddie Kane Jr. And we had a great time. We had so much fun. I remember that audition. It was just so good. And we were just improving, and it was really great. Robert's such a good director too. So it was good. Really, really. Did you have any idea that what, what year did that movie come out in 92? So yeah, 92. Almost 30 years later, people would still be around here singing nights like this. I wish that raindrops would fall. I know, right? Yeah, because as a culture, we love music and we love entertainment and we love family and we love stories and it has mm -hmm. all of those key elements. So yeah, I thought so. I thought so when I was when we were filming it, you know, I was like, this is really a beautiful, culturally accurate, relevant piece, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. One of my favorite films. I still got it on my DVR. You're gonna make me want to go watch it tonight. <laughs> so. Yeah, oh, I should watch it too. So um, you've had other roles as well, right? Mm -hmm. um, a Different World. Yeah. Or The yeah, Cosby yeah. Show. I played Monica for a second. The sun is so bright in my room. Sorry. Can you see me? I don't. Oh, yes. Yeah. To... So you look gorgeous, but you know you're yeah. gorgeous. <laughs> well, thank you. I just feel like the sun is so strong right now. It'll it'll move in like five minutes. It will be good. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Different World, The Cosby Show. How were those experiences? It was good. Bill Cosby was fun to work with. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, you know, I'll, I'll take the fifth after that. But <laughs> being you. on the set with him was nice. He was very encouraging. And of course, I love the, the cast of both shows. It was wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought that um, because you were, it took me a moment. I was like, wait a minute. She was in a different world and you were Monica. You were yeah. Whitley's dad's girlfriend mm -hmm. that Whitley did not like <laughs> or she you had know what's funny to. yeah so Whitley's mother was Diane Carroll so I was the other I was the other woman right and, oh yeah uh, then I played Diane Carroll's daughter on Dynasty oh yeah okay oh, so you and her have had like a pretty had, had a pretty uh, decent working relationship yeah we also like. were together in five heartbeats yeah I got to spend time with her before she passed. So that was really nice. We went out to lunch and we hung out for a minute. It was lovely. Pretty nice career she had. I, you know, just looking at you, I can't believe that, you know, just talking about these roles you've had that you said at one point, it was hard for you to get an agent, but I guess that's- Thank you. That's, it that's was, not, it really was, that. yeah. But you know what? Here's the thing. My heart wasn't in the game. I wasn't, I wasn't okay. in it to win it. I was in it to survive. You know, mm -hmm. I wasn't about creating. I was about survival. It was about paying my rent. It wasn't mm -hmm. that I loved acting. Now, if I act, it's because I really love the part. It's because it's what I want to do. Right. Um, and I think people can smell that desperation when you walk in a room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my concern was it's all I knew how to do. It's like, if I don't get this job, I can't pay my rent. What do I know how to do? You know, right. what, what I didn't go to school for anything else. That makes sense. So what, what message would you give any aspiring actress, actress coming up today? 
So the same message I would give anybody doing anything, don't do it unless it brings you absolute joy and passion. I don't care what it is. Okay. And acting didn't bring that to me. That's why that's a part of creation is passion and joy. Survival is resistance and regret. Mm -hmm. You know, so I was living in that world. Um, just don't, don't act for money. Don't act to be famous. Act because you love the art of acting right and direct because it's the air you breathe otherwise you know it, mm, yeah you get, get, get a little funky monkey out there <laughs> giving a little bit too much free game now save that for the <laughs> yeah the exactly. mm -hmm. so i was also reading um on your website on mindologyfitness.com mm -hmm. When you said survival, it made me think because you are a survivor as well. I didn't know that you had endured what you had endured in your youthful, your younger years, right? Yeah. When you were a kid. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'll let you speak on it. What right. were some of the things so, you endured? Yeah. So I, I'm not a big fan of the word survival and surviving. And I okay. get the uh, context that you're using it inside of, and I appreciate it. But I just want to shift a little and say, I think I thrived through those okay. situations. Yeah. I like that. I went from victim to victor. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was, I had a very difficult childhood. I was raised by a woman who had a lot of emotional challenges. I think that if she knew better, she would have done better. Mm -hmm. If she had opportunity to organically heal her emotions, she would have. And I think that's absolutely the um, inspiration for the work that I do, you know, is to make sure that Everyone knows how to take care of their unwanted emotions so they don't have to have breaks in psychosis. Like my mother, my mother did a lot. And so she was very abusive. She would beat me and she tried to kill herself in front of me when I was eight years old. She jumped out my bedroom window. Just a lot of things that messed, messed with my head as a kid. Um, then living in foster care was challenging and getting molested and all that stuff that you just would hope that no one's child would have to deal with that especially your own right. but here's again i say what happened to me happened for me mm -hmm. because what do i do is i work with women who have psychological challenges and i'm able to really work with them i work with kids who have been abused like I, it's sort of like in a way i hate to well no i don't hate to put it this way because it's the way it is it's almost like i was in training boot camp like i went to the school of experience Mm -hmm, right. so that I could really um, have empathy for the people that I work with now. Oh, wow. So you were going through this because you started acting at a very young age. That's you right. were four years old, right? On mm -hmm. Sesame Street. Now, is that you, the, the little girl in the picture? It's like a black and white picture I saw. And, yeah, probably. Okay. With, with pigtails? I think so. Yes. Yes. And you were like, yeah, yeah. turn to the side. I was like, oh yeah, God. that's me. <laughs> yeah. So it was really strange Shamika, because I was getting molested at night, getting beat in the morning. And then I was going to Sesame street to play with big bird. Really? And I was getting molested so much. I thought that everyone got, I thought that that's just what happened at night to little girls. I like, I thought that happened to everyone. And did, if you don't mind me asking, and you can say, Hey, I don't want to talk about that, <laughs> but um, 
at what age did you make did you make anybody aware at that time or when did you come out and say this is happening to me when i was uh eight years old my neighbor girl the girl that lived next door she told me she started talking to me about her private <clears throat> and i said oh yeah well my you know such and such always touches that doesn't yours always touch you there she's like what and i was like yeah he does it all the time and she's like no my mom told me no one should ever touch she she runs into her mother mom guess who touches troy's privates oh <laughs> Oh no. Yes. I'm glad she told, but oh. And her mother was like, what? Woo. Thank God. And is that how you ended up in the, um, in the system in foster care? No, it would, it took a while because what happened was my mother didn't believe me. She said I was lying when, when I told her what her man was doing to me at night. And so our relationship got worse after that. She started mm. to like really resent me. She kept him mm. and she, she had to keep me, I guess, but she started being really abusive and very mean, mm -hmm. you know, and like just hitting me a lot and like not hitting me, beating the shit out of me, quite frankly. Oh, wow. Um, like I still have scars on my legs from her beatings. Yeah. She's horrific, horrific stuff. She is me, but, um, I stayed with her until I was 10 and then I started running away from home and I would run mm. to the police and then the police would put me in foster care or juvie hall. And then after I kept doing it a few times, they're like, we're just not going to send you back anymore. You know, the laws were not what they are today. Mm -hmm. But finally, when I was like 11, they're like, we're not sending you back to that house anymore. They put me in foster care. And then they found my father, my, my, um, my biological father who was living mm. in Idaho, who I never met. And then I went to live with him and he turned out to be more abusive than my mother. I know I went from, I went from the fi frying pan to the fire, the fire to the frying pan. It's, it was like, I have two of the most abusive parents on the planet. I don't get it, but God had a plan, right? Mm -hmm. And here's the way I look at it. I thrived at those situations and mm -hmm. because I didn't have any parenting worth mentioning, I had to parent myself. Mm. No, and I think that really gave me a, a muscle that I would not have normally been able to have access to, you know, it strengthened me in a way that that's good. That's a lot to go through. I know. Right. Uh, at at <laughs> such a young age. Right. And then, no, but I didn't know anything else. So it didn't seem like a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. I had nothing to compare it to. I was like, okay, right. am I going to get beat today or am I going to get molested today? Oh right. my goodness. I, yeah. I would never know, but they say you never know what someone has gone through and mm -hmm. one would never know. So now you're a mother yourself now. I am. And I thank God that I had such horrific parents because they gave me a front row view of exactly what I never wanted to do for my, to my child, my children. Okay. So I'm a very proud of the mom that I am. Okay. If you don't mind me asking, how many kids do you have? So I have a son who's 24 and I have a daughter who's 21. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Are they, uh, aspiring actors and actresses? They're both in the business. Oh, really? But my son is in the music business, but literally in the music business, he went to USC. He got his degree in the music business from Jimmy Iovine school of music. So he's okay. like really 
in the business side of it. And he mm-hmm. loves it. It's the air he breathes. He's so passionate about it. And my daughter, she's in school also, but she wants to, she's a singer. That's her thing. Okay. She likes to sing, but she's also going to law school. You know, that's her, her agenda. So. Oh, what kind of uh, attorney does she want to be? She wants to be business law. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah she, she'll always have a job. <laughs> right. Exactly. In business law. So how do you feel about them wanting to enter the entertainment industry? If it's what they're passionate about and it brings them joy, I love it. I don't care what they do. I just want them to have passion and joy. Everything you have to have passion and joy. Right, right. Don't do it because it's (laughs) going to make you sick. Really, it'll literally make you sick because you won't be at ease. You'll be at dis-ease that becomes a disease, right? Okay. Does your um what's your daughter's uh stage name? Well we can go check her out at so we can <laughs> she's not on the stage yet. <laughs> oh not not yet. Okay, so we'll wait, we'll no, wait. But what? she goes her stage name, she goes by Dizzy Brooks. Dizzy Brooks, okay. Yeah, but if you go to your her website, you'd be like, that's Troy's daughter. She, <laughs> she's got her own little style. Listen, you know, it's her full self-expression. Sometimes she goes a little bit that freak flag fly is a little too high for me, but you know. She does what she wants to do. Right. I can tell them what to do at this point. They're grown, you know, but uh, sometimes she'll put up a post and I'm like, do you have to post that? <laughs> yeah, social like, media. Yeah, just like, yeah, I do. At, at any point, um, did you try to dissuade them? Mm-hmm. Well, I know you can't tell them now, but maybe when they were I younger. Do that. No, no. Listen, my son, I said, you can be in the business, whatever business you want to be in. You just have to finish school. Mm-hmm. You have to get a degree. Same with her. That's the only thing. I don't care what they do after that. Well, I do actually, as long as they're not hurting people, you know, but I would care about that. Um, but no, I love that they love what they do and they really love what they do. Oh, do they do that? Yeah. I mean, and- He's learning the business side of things. I'm sure that's an advantage that a lot of people wish they had because you hear people say being in the music industry, especially that, you know, people get screwed over because they just don't know the business. business. Yeah. And that's what he wants to do. He wants to work with the rappers and really teach them the business. You know, that's his thing. He's God bless them both. I got blessed. blessed. I got to ask you this before you go. Because okay. you said singing. I've always wanted to know this. The answer is yes, no. <laughs> you know where I'm going. Yes, I was singing. I love Joey. And no, I was not singing at the end. Okay. I always wanted to know that because in oh. those movies, it seems like the directors or whoever was over that part or had something to do with that part, they did a great job of making it seem like y'all were really singing if y'all weren't really singing. Yeah, I wasn't. I, so I did sing the joke. The thing is, is I could, I can sing that song. I feel like moving on, uh-huh. uh, you know, I, I can definitely hit those notes. I could definitely sing that. I'm going to post that because people ask all the time, like, was that you? And it wasn't, but I can definitely wail like that. Well, how come now? Now I must ask you, never has it crossed your mind to pursue a career as a singer. So yes, I did release an album. George Duke produced it when I was uh, just my first season in Dynasty, but I couldn't, again, for the life of me, I couldn't get a record deal. 
That is so crazy. So you see, it's just too consistent in terms of the failures and the rejections, because I really think God wanted me to be on the path that I'm on. And if I was a successful recording artist or a really successful actress, I wouldn't be doing the work that I'm doing now. And I just love that I get to teach people how to take care of themselves organically. That means everything in the world to me. I definitely appreciate that. And, and it takes a lot. It takes a lot of courage to be able to say, hey, you know what? let me pursue this calling because like I said, you, I see people who are in the industry and it doesn't look like they want to give it up. Right. You have people who are still pursuing that dream. Um, but for you to be able to say, Hey, you know what, I'm going to redirect. I'm going to take control of my life. Yeah. I, I commend you for that. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. And I might go back again, like I said, but it would be as a hobby, you know, it wouldn't right. be as a, to pay my rent. Yeah, you reach a certain point in life and you're like, you know what? It's not worth it. <laughs> it's not. And the thing is, is that I do love acting when I can really sink my teeth into a great world, mm -hmm. suspend disbelief and really mm, bring that writer's vision to, to life. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. It's art. It's poetry for me. Um, but what it takes to get that gig I'm just not willing to do anymore. Right. Well, have you ever, and I'm sorry, I know I said it before I let you go, but I just thought of okay. something else. <laughs> no, okay, I'm good. One time. Um, you ever um like with like YouTube and stuff like that? I know it's probably easier said than done, but you know, I just hear about like uh like Issa Rae. I think about like how mm -hmm. she started insecure was originally a series called Awkward Black Girl, but it started like on YouTube. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So, yeah. Have you ever thought about maybe going that route? No, okay. no, I'm not interested. Listen, you know, I wrote BAPS, right? I was like, okay, no one's giving me a part. I'm going to write my own part. I wrote BAPS. They give it to Halle Berry. I wrote that for me. I know, right? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I couldn't win. It was one thing after the other. So I was really meant not to be in that industry. I was meant to do what I'm doing. When there's, when, it, when you, like, it's failure after failure, after failure, after failure, after failure, you know, it's like, okay, how many windows does God have to shut? Yeah, that, that's, that would be a, a bit much for me. That would be so discouraging. <laughs> yeah, I wrote it for me. They're like, oh, this is perfect for Halle Berry, who, by the way, before she came onto the scene, I was, I was the it girl. Mm-hmm. But I did not hold it down like she held it down. She came, she showed up and she kicked the doors open. I was like pushing them open. She's like, excuse me, boom. <laughs> you know, so, which is great because she loves it and she was great at it. And, and I'm, I applaud her. She's fantastic. I adore her. And it's because of her that Babs got made. So I have no issue there. But, um, you know, you start to look at like all these consistencies. <laughs> It's like, okay, right. I think God's trying to tell me something. Right. I can, but you, 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 they didn't just completely take your idea and just push you away and say, you don't get any piece of this. You were able to get something from that, right? I, I wrote myself a small part as the attorney. I played Tracy mm -hmm. and of course I got paid well, you know, okay. and I continue to get paid well. Yeah. I have great right. legal team that made sure that my contracts were solid. Okay. Um, yeah, but it's just, you know, like, you know, you're, you're like, did you do an album? Yes, George Duke produced my album, like right. the best of the best and still no play. 
Yeah, you just hear so many stories like that. Like you hear that, you know, there's this person that we know, right? But before this person, it was this person, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I just, I hate that. I hate that because you're such a, you seem like such a beautiful soul talking to you, right? And I, tr- <laughs> I truly, and I'm not just saying this, I truly adore baby doll. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh-huh. But I truly do. I was telling my friend, I was interviewing you and she was like, oh, she got so excited. She was like, she's such mm-hmm. a beautiful woman, such a beautiful soul, you know? Yeah. So she wanted to know what you had been up to, but I'm sorry that you experienced that, but I'm glad that you were able to turn that into a positive. So yeah, thank you very much. It happens for a reason. So before you go, what we got yes. planned for the holidays? Oh, girl, I'm going to be in the kitchen throwing down. I'm cooking. I'm a, my babies are coming and I'm making the mac and cheese. I always make the mac and cheese because I can't eat anybody else's mac and cheese unless it's my grandmother's. Okay. Right. And I don't like tired mac and cheese. It's just a waste <laughs> of calories. It's got to be right. So I make really great mac and cheese the way my grandmother made it. And I'm baking my pies. I, I do the most amazing pies. All of my dough, everything is from scratch. And I just oh. put so much love into it while I'm netting my dough. I'm saying my prayers, blessing my babies that are going to eat it. So. Oh, now <laughs> I can tell my mom we got somewhere to go for Thanksgiving because she wants yeah. to order the food. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. You do that. No. And then I've got a lot of family coming up. So it's going to be 10 people in my house. Oh, nice. Nice. What are you doing? You're ordering uh, food. Uh, well, she's talking about ordering it, but I'm hoping I can talk her out of it. Do you cook? Let's see how that goes. Every now and then. Okay. <laughs> we okay. can I can, but it's not my favorite thing. I'll be honest. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I thought about lying to you and saying, yeah, I cook all the time, but my no. friends that watch this, they will be like, now Shanika. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But uh, no, it's just going to be a small group of us. Um, I got a family out of town. They, they don't feel comfortable traveling just yet. Right. You know, right. so it's just going to be a small group of us. We're going to make the best of it. Okay, so. good. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, I, again, I do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to talk to me. Um, My pleasure. All best wishes to you um, and you. happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. And-